Email oliver at rte.ie. Welcome back. Now, Claire Shorten joins us in the studio. Good morning to you, Claire Shorten. Good morning. Um, Claire qualified as a secondary school teacher in 2019, isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, but despite applying for many teaching jobs, uh, around the last four years, you've only had a single interview. Um, but you're going to take your career into your own hands. You're very welcome to the programme. Uh, let's begin, first of all, by telling us why you wanted to be a teacher. I think I've just always loved... I've loved school. I was a bit of a nerd. Yeah. Um, always loved helping friends, my sister, family with homework or anything that they need to do. Extremely passionate about the subject of geography. And um, yeah, I just thought it was just my natural career path to take. How how fascinated are you by geography? What is it you love? Everything. I love learning about the physical world, volcanoes, earthquakes, even just rivers and the oceans. I love about population studies, just to do with humans and different characteristics we have and how we've changed over the years and how we've not changed as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just fascinated with the world itself, yeah. I was a big fan as well in school. Yeah. It's a good old nerd subject, isn't it? Because it covers a lot of bases, lots of stats and also... Yeah. How is a ribbon lake formed? <laughs> well, Oliver. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I mean, very tricky. So you obviously had passion to become a teacher, and that's what you trained as when when you left school and all of that yourself, is it? Did you go into do a degree in? Yeah, so I went into a degree in geography and history, and yeah. then I went on to do my professional masters in education. That's the teacher training course, right. which was two years. Yeah. And where did you do that? I did that at Minute University, well known place for hopping out the teachers. Yeah, passionate yeah. People. and it's just a brilliant, 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 brilliant university, yeah. But unfortunately things went wrong for you, was it around 2010? It was 2011 actually. Oh, right. And um, I, this was my first year in Minute University and uh, I was kind of getting a few migraines at the start of the year, which never happened to me. Uh, the third migraine I got, I went to the doctor, she said 5% brain tumour but we won't get into it. And um, then, oh, it was probably June that a twin scene's a bit of my eyesight went, went to Specsavers, couldn't see a white light and had to go straight to Bowmount for emergency surgery. So I had a benign brain tumour that was wow. pushing up against my optic nerve. And even though the surgery was successful, the... The damage was nearly already done, so the my sight got worse and worse over the next two, three weeks. So I became fully eyesighted to being fully blind, well, nearly fully blind in just a month, really. It's extraordinary. Yeah, the, the term quickly. benign tumour is a cruel term, considering what harm it did. Um, For us, no. And by us, I mean my family. Um, I always say benign because my mum had only passed away in 2008, three years beforehand, yeah. to cancer. So I always say benign, because if my, me and my dad, we were put into the sad room where they give the sad news um, when I went into um, the hospital to get scans done, and um, we were just hoping and praying it wasn't cancer again. So even though it did, I did lose my eyesight from it, it wasn't cancerous, you know, so that yeah. was nice that that didn't come back into our family, yeah. Amazing yeah. you had the experience of what you call the sad room where you get sad news. The sad room, yeah, I call it sad room, yeah. Is that the place where you got news about your mum? No, sorry, that was when I had to go to the hospital first to get um, a CAT scan. 
It's for your own use, yeah. Uh, for my own use. And then the nurse or the doctor was saying, oh, we'll wait until your dad comes and gets you. So I knew something was up. And they brought us into this sad room. Yeah. <laughs> where they told us that there was some kind of tissue. Yeah. 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 You have a cheery disposition about it now. Absolutely, yeah. Because You're it could talking have been to you, else. Oliver. I'm all good. <laughs> right. I'm all good. If only that had the same yeah. effect on everyone. Um, now, incredibly, you go back to college after all of this news. Mm-hmm. But but obviously you had to completely change your life. No, I wouldn't say completely. Um, I did drive my little Nissan Micra. My dad would have left that sitting outside our house for, for probably till this day. Um, but yeah. thankfully my cousin came back, was able to, from Australia, was able to take that off, um, off from me or whatever. Yeah, I missed driving. I missed a few bits and bobs, absolutely. Going shopping, you know, just window shopping, whatever. Um, but it didn't drastically change my life, do you know? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose to a certain degree. Independence did decrease. But over the years, then getting more confident in myself as a person and as a blind person, I'm way more independent than I used to be the first couple of years, do you know, of losing my eyesight, yeah. You've, you've an, an optimistic spirit about you. The Vision Ireland, obviously, very important. Oh, crucial. Yeah, mm. crucial. So I think it was about a year, year and a half after I lost my eyesight, I went to the training centre there that they have in Drumcondra. And the minute I walked in, the relief. It was the first time I met other blind or vision impaired people. And also just the interaction with them and eyesight people was brilliant. So say for the first year when I lost my eyesight, uh, everyone, like family, close family, friends, you know, would have treated me different, talked to me like a baby, talked to someone beside, I don't know, yeah. Um, and That's the way people uh, approach you initially. They approached me initially, yeah, because mm. I had to learn that they were understanding just as much as I was. Mm. And uh, yeah, Vision Ireland um, was just the best thing. It was a training centre, so I learned my keyboard shortcuts on my computer. Right. Uh, can't use a mouse no more, which is br- which is grand. And then just braille, loads of other things. But it was definitely interacting with other blind vision paired people that gave me more confidence. Yeah, it's great. It used to be the National Council for the Blind. It did, indeed. Vision yeah. Ireland, better name actually. Um, yeah. and and you had to learn how to walk with a cane. I did. So that was one of the first things I did. Now. Um, I got my uh, community resource worker to come to me and we were practicing around my estate, going shops, this, that and the other, yeah. And that was brilliant. But, you know, I was 20 years of age, so I wasn't really going out, you know, clubbing and stuff like that with it. Yeah. So I did come home with a few bruised knees for a few months. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Because I didn't want to go out with, uh, I call it my stick. I didn't want to go out with a long cane mm-hmm. with a pretty dress. Mm-hmm. I don't mind now, but the first year... I left young. that at home and then friends couldn't guide me this standard. So I'd always have a little few trips. But that was my fault, you know. But I was fine. No major injuries. Just a few bumps and bruises on the knees, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see the, see the brightness and everything. But the, the, I think the incredible thing, the great thing, as I said, because it doesn't completely change your life. You go back to college and you pursue your passion. Yeah. So, so you complete and, and become a qualified teacher and you make the news. I did. Yeah, so I became a qualified uh, geography and history teacher for secondary mm. school. And yeah, I was the first one now in Maynooth University, the first um, blind person to do study geography. Um, I With geography, geography is very visual, but 
I was so passionate about it. Like, I can visualise everything in geography. Yeah. And I just need maybe just a little bit of help from a personal assistant who might resize images or get images or diagrams for me, who might proof, you know, this and other. But assistive technology is brilliant. So I have all that myself. And that's how you do your placement because you do an actual placement in school yes, as a teacher. exactly. The personal so, assistant was vital. And the personal assistant was vital, yeah. Okay. So vital for mobility as well. And then say if you're in the physical classroom, do you know, um, they just are your eyes, I suppose, you know. Mm. So they'd be seeing if any students are kind of misbehaving or this, that and the other. Okay. Um, but just crucial to me because... I can't, like, I know in my head, say if I want a picture of a volcano or a diagram of a volcano, I know exactly what that looks like, but I won't be able to see it, you know, um, looking for it. So the person says, brilliant for that, correcting homework, handwritten homework, reading out to me and everything like that, yeah. But I, I do all that, like, I can do the majority of teaching, of the work involved with teaching yes. by myself, but then technology and then a personal assistant is by all means crucial for me to be the most effective I can be. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're out of college, you're off yeah. to find a job, you're ready, willing, we can hear the passion in your voice. Yeah. Uh, what happens? Nothing. 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 You send CVs um, around? I send CVs. I wasn't too uh, fussed about not getting a job the first year after college because I was doing college for five years. But then it came to the second year, nothing. I applied for many, 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 many job positions, teaching positions. And the third year, I finally got one interview. I remember I was volunteering in Vision Island Train Centre and I got a call for an interview and I bawled. I cried my eyes out because I was so overwhelmed. That In finally, the interview? No, that phone call oh, the, for sorry, an interview. when you got the news. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, 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 thankfully, it wasn't that bad, you know, the interview. <laughs> Um, I was just so overwhelmed that finally someone or some people have, you know... Um, the faith and trust. The faith and trust in me, yeah. Um, now, look, the interview was grand, but not great. So I totally understand why I wasn't hired. But the opportunity was amazing. But then the fourth year came, again, sending dozens um, of CVs for teaching positions and nothing. And I just kept on hitting brick wall, losing my motivation, losing my confidence. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was. It was. A, it was a tough few years, by all means. Yeah. Do you put your? Uh, do you refer to the visual impairment in your applications? I do. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd prefer now. Um. For whoever's hiring me to know that I'm blind, because I wouldn't like to walk in the door and then they'd be kind of like with my stick and then they, you know my long cane, and then they'd be like, oh, getting a bit nervous, you know. But I put it in my CV, say, for instance, secondary skills, completely promote diversity and equality. Yeah. So in the CV or my cover letter, I would say, um, you know, with skills, I can bring my personal experience as a person with a disability, do you know what I mean, of sight loss, to the skill, to diversity, to equality, and hopefully inspire students and colleagues, do you know. So I bring it in a positive way. Yeah, I can see. That I it doesn't it doesn't negatively affect myself being a great teacher, an effective teacher. Yeah. I don't think there's much of a doubt because obviously teaching is about communication and, and confidence and yeah. you have both of those in spades. And, and also schools are state-owned, they're state-funded, there's reams of legislation on equal opportunities. Yeah. Uh, have you ever tried just applying without the visual impairment mentioned? Do you think it's no. vital? No, because... 
I don't believe I should have to. And the day that I'm forced to nearly fake sending in a CV and then walking being blind, they still probably wouldn't hire me. If it was to do a disability issue. Mm. I believe that, that this is me. I'm Claire Shorten. Well, technically Slevin. I got married in September, but haven't officially changed my Congratulations. name. Congratulations. So I just want to say that's so how my husband at home is like. Um, but no, I, I am very proud to be a blind person. Very proud to be a qualified teacher. Um, but no, I think I have the right to disclose that I'm blind mm. and that people should accept it, yeah. I'm looking here at headlines. It only takes a scant look across the headlines. Teacher shortages across the state yeah. led to subjects being removed by schools. School principals contacted the Department of Education over growing concerns. Where are all the teachers gone? Uh, hundreds of uh, teacher shortages leaving enormous strain. Hundreds of teaching positions left unfilled ahead of the term. That's only last year. Mm-hmm. The unions are up in arms about it, ASTI and so yeah. on. Why have you not got a job? Because I don't know. I don't know. Loads of friends and family have said to people, Claire, they're, they're called out for teachers. And I go, yeah. well, they obviously haven't looked at me. Is it so because they're missing of your... out on hiring me. <laughs> Do you think it's because of your disability? In other words? I, do, I don't. I would never ever use my disability as an excuse until mm-hmm. it becomes quite evident. Um, so I remember after, I think it was the third year, um, I was talking to someone actually in Minute University and it was just, I suppose, just brought to my attention um, from a couple of people that it could be my disability. Um, but I never even still let that affect me. Yeah. Um, it, it Just for example, like all the people I did my teaching uh, course with all had jobs. The only ones that didn't have a teaching position because they didn't, they weren't in a position to, you know, they didn't yeah. want to have a job that, at that moment. So seeing statistics like that... It's hard to see it any other way. Oh, um, it? yeah. it's tough. It's tough, yeah. Yeah. And um, you need a personal assistant in the classroom. But that, mm. that, that's kind of the obstacle, perhaps, some of the schools. But look, you're still in the market for a, for a gig, but you've, you've decided to take your career into your own hands. Absolutely. Tell us what you've done. So um, it was last summer, and I've been trying to think outside the box for the last few years. And even thinking of going to civil service, getting civil service jobs, that's not me. <laughs> I'm meant to be a teacher, geography, uh, you know, it's what I'm passionate about. So last summer, my cousin Adeline Shorten, who's had experience in education centres, where they teach um, uh, secondary school subjects as an extra subject outside school. Yeah, she brought up often the idea, is, isn't it? She brought up the idea mm-hmm. of yeah, uh, teaching geography as an extra subject. So doing an online live interactive two-year course for Leaving Certificate students who want to study geography because maybe another uh, clashes with another subject in their school. They just want to increase their potential points for the Leaving Cert. And um, yeah, we've been working on that and it's called geographyteacher.ie. Geographyteacher.ie is very yeah. simple. You're going to be doing Easter geography revision courses for students in a couple of weeks. We- They're interactive. You're using Google Classroom. Class yeah. sizes, even though they're online, will be small. So will good personal small. tuition 
from Claire Shorten, the teacher who needs a job. And in the meantime, you know, schools, feel free to get in touch if you think there's some other reason in the emergency situation as to why this is not happening, why this passionate teacher isn't getting the gig. Thanks a million for coming in. Thank you for so chatting much. To us and we wish you all the best. Geographyteacher.ie, that's the place to get Claire Shorten, the moon chore. With, uh, with the vim and verve for the gig. 51551 is the text. We'll be back shortly. From the North Text Studio, followed by your message to 80889.